we bro said what, what do I call you, Larry? <laughs> um, that's literally your first. My, my. So you thought I was Larry? Hey man, you know I man, look, the branding is amazing. So I thought it was Larry. Now that I couldn't know. Yeah, I did a fucking um. I did like a virtual convo with this podcast based out of uh, Toronto recently. They like yeah. just, they found me on Instagram, uh-huh. and bro was like, "That's that's like one of the things that really stood out to him was mm-hmm. Larry." So I was like, All right, "Larry about to blow us up. He gonna be the he gonna be hey, the one man, that blow us up." Larry, shout out to Larry. You feel me? Gotcha. Boom boom. Hell yeah, man! But what's good though? Man, well, man. First of all, we man, top get, of the top, right man. It's twenty twenty three, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. You were actually supposed to be the first episode of twenty twenty three, but we had a random kind of like uh, Ricky the Ruler. She was in town. Yeah, yeah. This I peeped. Weekend, I peeped so we yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. I seen the premiere drop or whatever like that coming up. So yeah. yeah. Happy New Year, man. How, how you yeah, doing? Absolutely, man. I'm solid, bro. Bless. Yeah. I'm blessed, man. I'm glad to be here, bro. There's a lot yeah. of people that still ain't here, man. So you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just glad to be here, bro. It's crazy doing the podcast in this area because you. Somebody was telling me like, "Yo, who else are you gonna talk to?" Like, bro, it's so many fucking talented people out here. It's it almost is, it's almost not even funny. It's like it is, man. It's, you don't run out of people to talk to. Nah, for sure, for sure. I'm, I I feel like Virginia. Even when I go out of state, I tell people, man, like Virginia is such a big melting pot in a manner of like you got so many people. Like whether they on the surface, they underneath, they in the crevices. Like it's people everywhere that do a little bit of everything. They got something going on. So I love it here, bro. I think you, you lived in LA for a little bit, right? Yeah, I was out LA for like two and a half, almost three years, um, right before the pandemic hit, man. So I was out there. I moved out there. Me, two of my business partners, uh, moved out there top of twenty eighteen. And yeah, yeah, I moved back maybe like midway twenty twenty and twenty. What made you come back? Shit, the pandemic, bro. Oh, so I'm like keeping it. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I mean, you know how people like to be. You know, people like to. Show all this glamorous life and all this and that vibe, man. Like, that's cool and all. Like, you know, you can cap. I don't mind the cap. But uh, I will keep it 100 with you. Pandemic was, like, you know, really hitting in a sense. And it was just like, you know, okay, I'm stacking up on a little bit of brand things. Like that. So either am I going to spend it out L.A. and that might only last me three to six months? Or do I come to Virginia and, then, yeah, the you bread. know, do I let it? spread out a lot longer and then you know use it invest it in other different ways that i know i can't you know i wouldn't say i can't use it in la but it's not going to go as far in yeah. la because um i mean yeah man the lifestyle in la was just different for me i mean i was a person who ain't have a car so i mean you talking about a person who was ubering everywhere doing three four sessions expensive. a day yeah. i was in LA, i've been in la like every single day so you know i'm spending just off uber before we even talk about eating i'm spending two to three hundred dollars a day travel so it's just like yeah, though. Doing well, that compared to coming back here and I got a car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even when the pandemic, like, and place, certain places like LA, I think it was just more hectic as far as like the crime yeah. and the, there's like a lot of robberies and yeah, they're yeah, burning yeah. buildings down. Like, it's, it just yeah, seemed it like was, a scary place was, to be during the pandemic. LA, man, is an interesting place, bro. I like to tell people, man, it's like you got to really have your energy right when you step into a place like LA. Cause uh, I wouldn't say you're going to get extorted, but it's just like, it's going to pull it out. So whatever your energy is, if it ain't right, it's going to pull that out of you. If it is right, if you if you send it, okay, it's going to test you to make sure that you send it. If you not send it, it's going to test you also too. And that matters. It might flip you upside your head. Yeah. You know? I mean, everything won't glitch and grammar when I was out LA. It was love. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I ran into a lot of great things. I met a lot of great people. Started a lot of great relationships when I was out there. But at the same time, but I went down to my lowest out LA. Mm. What was what was your lowest? I mean, the lowest was 
let's give a description. My lowest was, all right, Envision. Okay, I got access to a studio. Uh, so you were just, so just kind of out there working at somebody else's studio, just bringing people in, doing your own sessions at someone else's studio. Though. So so let's run it from the top then. Yeah. So me and my business partners, um, this is probably maybe like the back end of 2017. You know, we're getting a lot of things going. I'm moving up and down the East Coast, recording people like Arsenal the Rebel, doing a lot of things with Rick Rogers and a lot of his associates. And, um, you know, I'm traveling, doing a lot of different work in a bunch of different studios and things like that. But it came to the point, man, where it was like, I feel like we capping ourselves by staying in Virginia, you know, because I feel like we in a we in a nice lake, but it's time to go to the ocean. You know what I'm saying? It's time to go to the ocean. So if we really going to bet on ourselves and we say we really do music and we see ourselves at this highest level, but we need to be around more sharks. You know, I, I felt like I started to feel like, man, I started getting in certain rooms and like I'm the smartest person in the room. And it's like, I'm in, in, and I really miss so many of those it. rooms, yeah. it's just like, those rooms I don't need to really be in. I feel like I'm the smartest person. No no cockiness, no nothing like that, but, you know, it was just like, bro, I need to get around some more shops. Iron sharper iron, you know, so on and so on. So we uh, we jumped off the cliff in January, moved out there to L.A. Probably me me and my business partner, birthday weekend, we shared like the same birthday weekend or whatever like that, or within two days, born apart. But um, moved out there, man, within my first three weeks of being out there. I get an internship with Mike and Keys, uh, which is Nipsey Hussle's production company. And, um, you know, built a lot with them, man. First week working with them, I'm in Dr. Dre's studio. It's a high. Yeah, you like, produced on Nipsey's newest album, right? Or engineered? Uh, I did not. So that's another engineer. Did you do like the rap, the rap N words song? Uh, no, you talking about, nah, nah, I ain't do you rap niggas. No, no, no. So that won't mean. So interesting thing, people get me mixed up with another guy named G. Okay. He's actually from Hampton, Virginia, too. Uh, he's an engineer, but he was Nip personal engineer. But nah, oh, wow. that won't me. When I came out there, um, it was more of like they already pretty much recorded the bulk of the album, and they was more like on the post production side. I think Victory Lab, like right? Yeah, for Victory Lab. Yeah. So um, it was literally almost done. It was just getting fine tuned just to get turned in and stuff like that. So a lot of the records was already done. It was just finishing up, you know, putting the lad, the sprinkles on the cake and stuff like that. So, but um, things was going cool, bro. You know, so I'm in the midst of working. I'm you know, I'm meeting people, I'm, you know, I'm meeting a lot of my idols and things like that. I'm working with them and more. But at the same time, my living situation went all the way right. So, you know, I'm getting a little bit of bread from, my main source of income was from people doing studio work out here in VA. Still while you were out there? Yeah, still when I was out there. So that was like my only source of income. Didn't have a job, nothing like that. Like, I ain't had a job since 2010. I just recently got a job like last year. That's my um, first job since like 2010. Well, oh, that's good. Okay, so out here you have your own studio, so you're probably just renting it out. Well, so like... I had my, I've been had my own studio since maybe like what, like 2014, things like that. So I was still running that. Had interns from Norfolk State and Hampton University pulling up, doing work and things like that there. So money was coming, but it was way slower compared to, you know, um, me physically being out here. Because you know, studio culture around here, man, people come to people's studios because of the people that sit in the seat, not because of the facility. Mm. Which is a whole different topic and vibe or whatever like that. You would but, think it's for the quality, like you want a certain. I mean, yeah, people yeah. go for the quality and thing like that, but they going for the experience of the person that's sitting in that chair. And the connection and like. Yeah, for the connections and things like that. So it was just like if I'm not there, then I'm like the main ingredient to the room of why I'm even here. So it's like most people won't really put enough. So I had a very, you know, the flow was going slow, and um, you know, bro. I mean, when I talk about I hit a low dog, like you talking like. I had access to a nice big studio. I was doing work with Rostrum Records at one point, and uh, I had 24-hour access there. 
Um, good, everything was love. But you talking about I had like six dollars in my bank account, like real low. I ain't got no place to stay. I ain't showering for like ten to twelve days straight until I can get to the homie crib. Shout out to E. Let me be on the couch for maybe a day out of every other week at a time. And um, you know, bro, shower and everything, go back back to the studio. I'm there for another good little run or whatever like that, taking bird baths and bathrooms and stuff like that. So bird baths. Yeah, is bro. this is this cause you were not making a lot, like actually doing the work, or you just had a lot of expenses out there? I mean, bro, a lot of expenses. I mean, any and everything that you can really think about. On top of the fact that um you know, I was thinking, my mentality was like, man, L.A. is like the place I'm going to be able to get it from. And, you know, I'm starting over. It's like I was starting over from scratch. When I was over here, I was pretty comfortable. I could have just stayed over here, been comfortable, and I could have ride a nice little wave, and I could have been real good. But instead, I said, man, look, I'm going to go against myself. I'm going to go against the grain, and let me bet more on myself. So that's what it was. I was one of the repercussions of it, uh, financially going through a little no despairing moments and things like that. But honestly, man, it came out, man. Like I said, man, I had $6 in my pocket, not really taking showers like I needed, really need to and things like that. But I got people like T.I. calling my phone saying, yo, we need an engineer. Pull up. He like, bro, please take a shower. But I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> oh man, bro. But man, yeah, yeah. It, it became love, bro. After a while, man, I started getting access to other different studios, showers, studios that had showers, other different things like that. Nothing in the joint, bro. Yeah. Of course, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, you messing up the vibe. You can't do that, but I was thinking. So but that's, that's what happens when you go into that ocean, like you said, from the lake. Absolutely, but bro. But to, to me, also, I think that part of that key process is you you figured out your formula in the city. Absolutely. Then you took it somewhere else to replicate it oh, and, yeah. and expand it. Like Absolutely. So I always say that. Like I feel like everything we're doing right now in, in this stage in the city, like it's preparation. Oh yeah, most definitely. For like the next level. One hundred percent, man. Because I mean, when I went out there, man, like it was nothing but just confirmation that I was already on a great level, and that I, I got a lot of great places to still go. So um, yeah, man. When I got out there, it was just like, oh man, you dope, bro. You dope. Yeah, I get your number. This and that. Ah, you dope. And where I'm going and things like that. So it was just like. I'm in the right place, but I just really got to make it, figure it out and work. And so it's like I'm working with all these different people, and they got already got their business and everything down packing. You know, they're getting their royalty checks area of the quarter and things like that. So what's some things? Straight. Yeah, what's some what's some things you see like in these in these other areas like LA or whatever and that maybe we can apply here to take it further. Mm, great question. So number one is the the business. Like we don't practice the business as much as people in the bigger cities practice. And what I mean by the business, like, a lot of people think the typical form, I'm not going to say the typical form, but the thing that I really see out here, people go in the studio, they go in there, cop, four, six hours, four to six hours of studio time, trying to record a whole album or a whole mixtape project or whatever like that. So you're already capping yourself on the very get-go because you're not even really putting the love into and the nourishment into the whole process of making the music. It's but, like trying to rush it, essentially. It's like you're rushing, you know what I'm saying? But then at the same time, you know, you're dealing with people who got nine to fives, they got families and things like that, and they trying to make it work with the little bit of resources and things that they got. So I get it at the same time, too. End up doing that. They drop it. They may do a release party somewhere, like a club or something like that. Drop it. Next two, three weeks, that's pretty much it. They may get it played like on the radio, one or three jams on Sunday night or something like that. Get it to a couple different podcasts locally or things like that. Perform at some couple different open mics and stuff like that, and you know, that's the end of the push. And they be like, all right, next to the next one. That's the trend. What I really be seeing out everywhere else, first, they take the time. If they not signed somewhere, then it's like, bro, what are we rushing for? Mentality is just different. 
it's just like from the very get go from creating like, man, we gonna book a twelve hour block session in a nice big fancy studio, just to probably only come out with maybe one and a half two records. But take your time with it. Right? And they taking their time, so it's like, man, going into that record, like you thinking that a lot of people thinking that that's a waste of time. But when I got into the mix and fold of there, I learned that like, dang, that sometimes they taking three to four hours just to prep and get a vibe going and just to build off conversations and then that can lead to definitely moments. You know what I'm saying? And then that's how you get the best records that, you know, people keep singing to the day. So I mean, I love that formula and things. Past that though, as far as like the music business aspect, um, just the push, bro. Like, you know, Fabi Wap is king for pushing the record. I think he pushed his record you said, um, you said Fetty Wap? Yeah, Fetty okay. Wap pushed this record, I think, for maybe two or three years right before this joint really popped mainstream. So it's like, I don't really see people doing that. I don't see people putting feet behind the record or putting the fire behind the record. Um, like and not traveling. Work and not in, really, like, yeah, working the record. Like, you might work it in your area, but are you working it regionally? Are you working it within a 100-mile radius? Even in your like, area, I feel like we don't, we don't, like, artists don't do enough to pop in that area. Because think about it, like you trying to reach the world, okay, we all are millions, of, billions of people out here. But it's also probably 100,000 people you can reach in your area Absolutely. if you do it the right way. You can have 100,000 people in your area buying your music. Like, So why can't you build that hype locally? Nah, and I feel like it's just way cooler, too. Like, I feel like everybody want to pop somewhere else. Like, sometimes I get it. You might have to do that. But I think it's way cooler to pop in your city because it's a foundation. Yeah. Like, you probably have a way higher chance of building a core like fan base if you pop in your area first maybe i don't know like. so i'm gonna say yes and no okay i'm gonna say yes and no because i feel like in this area and shout out to my man Lowski because i just seen he was up here not oh, too yeah. long ago that was a fire too. combo yeah and, um you know i think one of the things i took away from his interview i think he was saying like this isn't an area where it's like people are like fan driven here in a manner so i'll go behind him and really say like i you know i kind of i'm gonna piggyback off of that and i'm gonna say pretty much this area kind of goes off of like, all right, what's popping and what's in now? What's the trend now? And as far as like ride. fans, listeners, yeah, as far as like fans yeah. and listeners, I'm not, and I'm not saying that there's not no great fans and listeners here. I feel like that's there, but a lot of times they want to catch the wave or they want to ride the wave when it's already at high tide. They don't want to catch it when it's they in the process. They want to take that risk. They don't want to take that risk, man. Take they just risk. be like. Yeah, uh, they, like, I, I, what's a what's a retweet a risk? Like what's a me showing up to your spot and paying twenty dollars to see you perform is a risk. Like that's not that big of a risk. If you're gonna buy uh, oh man, if you're gonna go buy <laughs> drugs from somebody that you don't know just to take a risk on if it's good that's or a not. Big risk, though. We ain't taking a risk you like know that. What but that's what I'm saying. It's just like, you know, if you're gonna do that, then it's uh, like, man, what's the what's the risk of you going to your homie who said who rapping everything like that? And even if he good or not good, you pulling up and you showing love. Yeah, I feel like we don't have that pride. It like kind of goes hand in hand. Like we talking about LA, but it's a certain pride. Like I'm from LA, or even, I'm from New York, yeah. or people have like I'm from Texas. Mm-hmm. It's a certain when you have already that pride of being from your area, you're probably gonna like rep your artist more. And we kind of already just missing that pride. Period. Yeah. So that's like even a whole different issue outside of arts and entertainment. That's just a thing of being from Virginia. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I didn't really know what that is. I mean. Phew. Man, we can get, we can like how how often do you hear somebody? Have you ever ever heard somebody in a movie or anywhere be proud of being from Virginia? Um, in movies and big things like that, nah. A lot of people try to hide the fact that you're from Virginia. I see a lot of that more than anything. But then again, when I see background people, as far as like people who like songwriters, people who producers, people who work 
you know, camera crews for different things. People that's more on behind the scenes of the entertainment business, oh, no, they rap in Virginia all day. It's many of people I've met out, you know, L.A. that's from Virginia, and they, it's like Superman. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just wearing that junk on their chest. Any and everywhere they go, they can't go in the room without saying that they're from Virginia. Behind the scenes And then people, people know. And whether it's people behind the scenes or people who actually are, it's like one of the main people who I did that I met out L.A., from that was from Virginia was Peter Sun. Peter Sun, first place he any area where he walked, he proud of the rep where he from. And that's VA. And it's just like everybody know, at least the click of people that I was around, it was just like, oh, you from VA? Oh, you gotta be hard. You hard. Cause everybody from VA hard. Like I ain't heard no, you know, no, no BS from VA. So it's like, and then when I go to other places too, bro, it's like, you know, you hear people that's not the best. And, you know, they may have some motion, though. And it's just like, I wouldn't say the trash. That would, For lack of a better term, the trash that's out here really ain't trash. I think it's just untapped talent that people ain't really manifesting. It's like unapp- it's unappreciated. The world don't really respect it yet. Um, you touching on behind the scenes, like, <clears throat> so you're an engineer. Audio engineer, studio owner, producer. Yeah, a little bit of everything. I feel like as far as just um, the music game, like the engineers probably haven't got their credit yet. Am I am I right about that? Like you know, I feel if like you go through ways, producers kind of getting it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, oh yeah, that's kind of two part question. Just the credit on engineers, or how you feel about that, mm. and also how do engineers usually get paid? Are they getting royalties or mm, great stuff like question? That? I love that. I love that. That's a great question. So, to your first part, like I feel like engineers are starting to get there. You know, they just do now. Just about now. I mean, you're not really hearing. Records that have like engineer tags and things like that, I think that's kind of a scratch, you know what I'm saying? But as far as like the respect, um, the respect is definitely getting there, but then too, it just depends about you know where you at. Let's look at this you got a bottle of this deer pot water, right? You know, here you probably can go to the store 7 Eleven, you probably can grab this for like 50 cent, right? That's here. I can go out LA, I see the same bottle of water. Like four dollars, probably. Now hold on, I can see the same bottle of water. I look at that with Fiji. So look, Fiji in the store. Let's talk about Fiji because Fiji is a good water that a lot of people like like to grab it because it's bougie and all this and that, clean or whatever like that. Or just shit on a deer park. You know what I'm saying? Not, you. Not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I love deer park. <laughs> but you know, I'm just saying, like Fiji around here. You know, realistically, you gonna spend Fiji probably about like what two dollars to four dollars depending on the size of the bottle. I seen the smallest Fiji bottle of water at a bar, an outside bar in L.A. $20. So it ain't like, but what's the difference though? The the water in the container that it holds ain't different. It's where that thing is at. I feel like I seen a meme kind of kind of like that. You know what Similar. I'm saying? Yeah, like, I kind of I probably took it your from value, the too. Your value changes depending on your environment. Absolutely, man. I, I feel like that, man. So it's like, you know, some people can get stuck in that mentality of like, damn, I don't feel like I ain't getting the respect, I ain't getting this and that. Well, maybe take your stuff, take your talent somewhere else. LeBron took his talent somewhere else and got it popping. Why can't you do the same thing? Take the same thing. That goes back. That's that's a big risk, like we touched on it's earlier. A big risk, um, but you know, yeah, ain't no ain't no big game without risk. Exactly. Ain't no big game without risk. And then you said the second part was um <coughs> the money money wise. Money wise. So typically, as an audio engineer, you get more work for hire gigs more than anything. So for people who don't know what work for hire is, it's pretty much saying that I pull up whatever I do that day for that service, that's all I get paid. I walk away from it, 
I get nothing else. Like per job basis. Yeah, per like, job type vibe. So like that's just it. Like that's just what That's it almost is. like a subcontractor in a construction game. I Absolutely. Feel like. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I know plenty of engineers also too that's just like, you know, you may not have the budget to pay for my particular mix or pay for my engineering skills or services and things like that. So in exchange, I'll take some money and then I'm also going to take a percentage of the record too. And then it just all depends and tap in who you tapping in with. Shout out to Mike and Keys because when I was working business with them, it was great business. Like So every main EP or project that we was working on from Domo Genesis all the way to my oh man, um, Gypsy, who got a lot of great things going on. He's been doing a lot of work with um, PD Sun and stuff like that out there, out the West. Um, you know, man, it's like, you know, I got a piece of the back end, you know what I'm saying, almost as a writer and producer because some engineers, you know, some people going to come in and they just going to press record, stop, record, stop. All right, you like that? You like that, bro? All right, cool. All right, woo, 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 woo. All right, next song. So, yeah, people like that that's doing that, yeah. But then people like me, I'm going to put my input into it. I'm going to say, nah, bro, go harder. You need to go harder. You can say that line better than that. Pass that, nah, let's chop this part. You can just chop this whole intro because... Bro, why are we listening to this intro for 25 seconds, 30 seconds? Like you're putting your creativity into yeah, it, too. I'm putting my creativity yeah. into it. I'm putting some sauce into it. So it's like all of those things flare our records. Honestly, bro, I'm going to be real. That's how I got my Beyonce placement. And you got a, you're like a Grammy Award winning. Grammy that, nominated. Right? Nominated? Yeah, close yeah, enough. Grammy nominated. Yeah, definitely close enough. You, you pretty know much what I'm saying? But in the future, <laughs> though, we're getting it soon. But you know. Yeah, I seen on your Instagram, too, bro. That's that's wild. You know, it's funny because my, my parents are from Bosnia. Okay. And like so they don't they don't really understand what I'm doing too much here. They think it's like kind of a waste of time. Mm-hmm. They don't really see it yet. They waiting right. for me to get money. But so certain times, like, okay, you work with Beyonce. So my mom even knows who Beyonce is. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got a guy up here that's worked with Beyonce. And she's like, all right, like kind of making sense to her. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom, it's we get into it. We get into it, mom. Figuring stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, how was yeah. that? Yeah, I was up. Man, it was love, bro. I mean, I randomly got a call from one of my good songwriter friends, Cadence. Shout out to Cadence, um, Fresh, uh, Cass, and everybody, the whole crew. But I got a call from um, Cadence. Um, she hit me, known songwriter in the West. She was already writing for like Ariana Grande, Brandy, and a whole slew of people. Like she's a crazy writer, but hit me up and just like, "Yo, G.Y., I'm gonna need you all day." All right, cool. What we doing? I know you got the plays rolling. Not even just the fact of the plays, but you know, you make great music, and I'm all about great music first before anything. You know what I'm saying? We're going to figure out the business eventually, but I'm all about great music. So uh, she was like, yeah, I'm going to need you probably for like 12 to 16 hours a day. I said, all right, cool. That's I pull up to shit. a location. It's a long ass time. You hear me? So I pull up and I pull up to some random studio in LA. It's probably like almost near Hollywood Boulevard, maybe oh, right, right near Sunset Boulevard, something like that. Some joint. And, you know, I pull up, it's gated or whatever like that, you know, got talking, walk, talking, joint, like, all right, cool, gate slide back, I get to this little building, I'm like, okay, cool. Get upstairs, I guess it's upstairs, downstairs, but I go upstairs, we sit down, we get an email from Sasha. Sasha is Beyonce's manager, and she's reading everything, the details from it, and saying that she's working on a project with African-inspired sounds and things of that nature, and rhythms, and you know, textures and things like that, and they're looking for songs that's driven with these certain particular type of topics. And during that time, it was a rumor going around that maybe she's about to get ready and do something with Lion King, but nobody exactly knew. It wasn't public knowledge yet, so... That was like, it was like the soundtrack for the movie, right? Yeah, the soundtrack for Lion King. You know, and that's becoming more of the play now. The trend play for a lot of people, so I know, like, 
she did that with Lion King. I know Kendrick Lamar and TDE, they did that with the Black Panther. Kid Cudi dropped a whole new, at least in his animated show. No. You should watch that. It's really good. He dropped a new album as a soundtrack for it, mm. and it's like an animated show. He's voice acting, and he's the main character. Oh, wow. But it's like a cartoon. It's oh, kind of yeah. like a love story. Okay. And I want to say in New York. It's, it's, it's really cool, though. Oh, no. I got to check that out. Yeah. I'm going to that tonight when I get that body here. So, um, yeah, man. We in that joint, man. We working. We just working on regular songwriting stuff as we do. Man, we did three records upstairs, man. Didn't think nothing about it. Went right downstairs um, and started working with, uh, with Kelly Rowland. For another eight-hour block session, and that was love. You know, that was like more of an in-person session. Um, the when I was upstairs working for eight to plus hours, you know, it was just us, the songwriters, and me, engineering. So you went from an eight-hour session to another eight-hour session. Yeah, yeah, back Straight, to back, right upstairs, back to downstairs. Back? Yeah, yeah, all in the same building. Now we know why bro was talking about showering early. He ain't even had time to. Nah, bro, you know bro, saying? look, Get to it. bro, look. Let me tell you, man. When I used to. My wife probably kill me for saying this, but <laughs> look, when I used to have days and scratches, bro, like when I, it got to the point when I wasn't even taking care of myself. That's what I'm saying. Like to a degree, I moved back out here for the pandemic, but health reasons, other different things of that nature, man, just if I can get a better sense of the people and just start taking care of myself better. I had to slow things up just to kind of take care of myself because, you know, you got to put yourself as a priority at the end of the day. You like know? your health and... Yeah, your health and everything else like that, man. So uh, when I was out there, bro, like... You talking about, I used to have times, bro, where I'll be at somebody doing a songwriting camp for three days, and they doing it from like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. I'm an engineer in all of the rooms for that joint. Leave there. I go do a uh, 10 to 12-hour block with another artist right after. I, mean, I got him for two to three days straight at night time. So as soon as I leave from there, I'm going straight back to the other spot for the second day, go right back for the second day working with the artists, and go right back for the third day of the songwriting camp, so on and so on. And then I'll leave early from the last gig and head straight to the plane, head back here for a week, do some work out here, then bounce back. That's so literally like, insane. Where do, you, where do you feel like you get that like crazy. level of focus from? And, and what do you think drives you? Because a lot of people, that's a, that's a different level of focus to really be able to, you know what I'm saying, lock in like that for yeah. days at a time. Absolutely. That's different. And and how have you how have you um try to put your health more? You know what I'm saying? First. Uh, I mean, for me, now, bro, like, said, I yeah. mean, I I'm a band head, bro. So like when I was in middle school, high school, like I really got into the band. And then like, you know, music really saved my life. So I was just started to get very dedicated to it. Like, I mean, I got a tattoo on my on my arm to say music is life. And I was really living it like music was my life. So I mean, everything was second to music i mean and then when i probably got to college like you know i really started jumping into the music technology joint and i had an instructor who i really looked up to uh timothy zachary uh he left nova state went to another school down in texas and became the head band director down there but shout out to him because they're doing real big things or whatever like that but um you know he really told me he said man look technology is the way if this is really what you want to do like took hold of it now and bet on yourself so I did that after my second semester at Nova State. Um, what, what year was this? This was 2009. So we're talking second semester. This was top of 2010, January. Man, I switched my major from music education, which was on track to be a teacher. It's like a band teacher, core teacher, whatever like mm -hmm. that. To They had a program there called Music Media, which was it's like a mixture of data and like mass comm. So things for like podcasts, radio, music engineering. And this is probably when podcasts weren't even like really a thing yet. Yeah, before podcasts yeah. was really even in thing. There was a couple, so, I think, really might have been like only like Joe Rogan was like probably. Type vibe, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so, I mean, just from those type days, man, I took the discipline that I learned from when I was in band because you know, the state had more of like a militaristic type of vibe to it. Um, and, yeah, I just implemented that in my overall workflow. So when I was in college, bro, like, most people, they live in life, man. They having, you know, the time of their lives. They partying. They having the women. They having the, they having any and everything, you know what I'm saying, at their disposal. And they just really there having fun. They barely even there really working on their grades. For me, um, I already knew what I wanted early. And I think that's what separated the straight up rated me from the pack. A lot of my other friends and things like that, they had great experiences, but they, you know, they they, they were still trying to fill around on what they really wanted to do career-wise. I already knew what I wanted to do stepping into the school. So from that part, man, I told the band, I said, look, I know I'm on scholarship, look, but I got a job. And my job is a recording studio at my man spot up the street. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we just gonna trap it out there. So when I be in there, I may be like, I think I had maybe like Monday, Wednesdays and some Fridays off the work in the studio. So while I'm there, I'm going to go pick up my mans from Nupa News, one of my business partners. Shout out to um, Stevie Foley. He out of Atlanta right now. Is my that guy. the one you went to LA with? Yeah, yeah, one of my guys I went to LA with. Uh, and it was at my the house of my other business partner, my man Theory. Shout out to him too. Um, yeah, man. So, I mean, I used to pick him up from getting him off the shipyard, take him back. We working on music all night. Take him back early in the morning, like 3 a.m. back on this side. Go back. I got trumpet practice at 5 a.m. I'm in the building at 5 a.m. Then I got a main big practice rehearsal at 7 a.m. Then I have my first class at 8.39 a.m. And then it's the whole full day. After that point, I got a day full of classes. Then I got practice after. And I ain't getting out of practice till like midnight, 1 o'clock. What you think I'm doing? Going right back to the door and working on some beats. So the mentality is crazy, man. But like I said, too, man, you do that type of vibe so long, your health. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Your health tends to drop down and things like that. And for me, that's an obsession. Yeah, it's, it's like you, you, it's you so locked in on this shit. I kind of go through that too sometimes. As far it could be like you cannot, maybe not put as uh, importance on the relationships in your life, yeah, or like you sure. said, your health. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of forget about every other part of your life yeah. and almost be too upset sometimes. But that's what it takes to win. Yeah, it's like, eh, like I feel like man, just to become a master or something. Man, I feel like you gotta have. At least a solid six months to a year of obsession. Not more. That's, just that's a little bit. Just love and just marrying with. You have yeah. to, yeah, bare minimum, you know, you got to at least bare minimum put in 10,000 hours of work, work that people don't even see. That's they like Mr. Mr. Beast. Was, you know Mr. Beast? Yeah, I heard him. Yeah, He's like the biggest YouTuber. Mm-hmm. He was talking about for like, I think like seven, eight years, like middle school, high school life. He had no life. All he did was watch YouTube videos, but in a way to where he was studying them, like what goes viral. And so it's just like the amount of time you really got to put into something to be great is is crazy to me. And I I respect people from all fields that do that. Anybody that has that focus, that's that's just crazy to me. You could be, I don't, you know what I'm saying, electrician. I used to be an electrician. Yeah. And that's where I really got my focus from, my work Mm -hmm. ethic, kind of just being, having that nine to five and, um, I was never really lazy. I always had a hustle, but that just showed me how to like really block everything out mm. and just, you know what I'm saying, get to it. Just really tap in, man. Yeah, man. So, but um, man, yeah, yeah, man. As far as like taking care of my health and things like that, bro, it's just, it was more things like mentally, man, more than anything for me, man. So, I mean, I started getting like a therapist and things like that, man. I recommend everybody, man, to go get a therapist at the end of the day. It's just like, I think it's just therapeutic, man. We go through so much trauma, bro, that. A lot of people just don't even know about, or you don't even sit down enough to even process, especially men. You know what I'm saying? Because I tend, I think we tend to put our emotions and things like that to the side for we can provide or do other different things that we know we may need to do at that moment. 
And uh, I think it comes with a price sometimes. And sometimes, man, you just got to sit down on the couch with somebody and just talk. Somebody who ain't going to be, you know what I'm saying, biased to you in your situations or whatever like that. And you know, sometimes you just got to, you know, put the missing pieces back together in the puzzle. No pun intended, bro. We really on the couch right now. Um, yeah. Nah, nah, definitely, definitely. Um, you touched on music technology, too. I think you have the brand. Music Tech, right? Yes, sir. That's your brand? Yeah, yeah. Music Tech. Yeah, you want to yeah, tell yeah. us kind of a little bit about that? Yeah, and man. I think you guys do the East End. Is it called the East End Sessions? Yeah, yeah. We did an East workshop. End Workshop, man. Yeah. We did maybe about three sessions of those last year, man. Them joints went well, man. But yeah, Music Tech, man, it's a it's a, it's a a mantra. It's a lifestyle. It's a vibe where it's like, you know, we really giving back to people who really want to tap in with music. So whether you want to be an artist, whether you want to be a producer, whether you want to be a manager, whether you want to be somebody that's a performer on the instrumentalist side, whatever you really want to do with music, we're pretty much creating that community and hub um, of different educational paths and things for people in that manner. Um, so like we did, we was giving out free workshops where we just had people submit music and we invited people to come to the biggest studio that's in Hampton or on this side of the water and pretty much just get in the vibe and just create with people that you don't even know. You don't really have different vibes. You don't really have vibes like that around here. So just to be able to create that opportunity to have people get together and, you know, you working on things that you never had direction or had, never had somebody actually tell you to do so. For example, when we get people in, it's only one, you know, the studio is only one main big studio. But it had... You talking about the one like in Yorktown? Nah. Where Cartel joined us? Nah, 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 nah. Okay. So that's, I got a studio out there, John, too. So nah, it ain't with Cartel joined because uh, even though I would love to do something there, that's some whole other different vibes. But um, it's a joint called Black Label Recording Studio. Shout out to JR, George, a major engineer. You're talking about a guy from a legend, worked on Michael Jackson stuff. From Everybody, out here? He, he out here. He, t- he, was Teddy in, he was Teddy Riley's first engineer. But he's wow. still out here. He's still yeah. in the G Beach and everything like that. But the studio's out here in Hampton. So, Hidden gym or whatever like that, so had access to it. It's only one main big room, but we made three studios out of it. So took my equipment. Like put walls up or so. Uh, I mean, he had like he had two different booths. He got one stand up vocal booth, and then maybe about the size of that, and then he had a very big live room that's almost like the size of this, where yeah. people would have like the live instruments in. So we would do that. Made a makeshift studio in there. And we made a makeshift studio in the lobby. And then he had the main big room. So um, we had three active running studios, three different engineers. Um, Shout out to Dez the Genius, shout out to Dorche, shout out to uh, A. Lil, shout out to Khalil, shout out to everybody that participated in the joint engineering wild, shout out to them, they dope. And just pretty much, man, we was just putting on a showcase of just all the talent in the area and people just meshing and working together. We giving them tasks of like, all right, I want you all, I got a bunch of trap rappers together, okay, I want y'all to make a top 40 song. All right, so very short intro. Get straight to the topic. Give me a catchy melody off rip. Within the first 15 seconds, I need to fall in love with it. So you like challenging them? Yeah, almost. I'm challenging yeah. them. Go to another room. I got a bunch of room with songwriters and well, songwriters and singers. All right, I need y'all to do me a love song. Give me a 2022 typical love song. Not a ballad, but just a, you know something that's just going to allow us to groove and just bop. Then I got a bunch of people who really like lyricism and things like that. All right, give me something that you can hear that's like sync worthy, that's like for... Uh, power or for like a, a gangster mm. movie or anything like that for we can get a place somewhere because a lot of people have visions to make records excuse me <coughs> we got visions to make records but we're not really thinking of attention to like where to really place them at in this area like I said it goes back to like the business of things so it's like man every song has a home it's just are you willing to go find a place where it's supposed to fit at 
I think United Master, uh, United Masters is doing like stuff like that for artists. We can uh-huh. submit to places. So they got the thing with like um, the 2K and TikTok and other different things of that nature, uh, where they doing like sync licensing. But man, it is a bag and sync licensing. Again, let me look at the camera when I say that. It's a bag. Mm. It's a bag and sync licensing. And you probably don't even gotta be like super known. You could be like, no, bro. I met people who make six figures, almost seven figures a year from their house making music. And nobody knows them for real. No. But they're making music that's everywhere. They're making music for NFL commercials. They're making um, music for your favorite reality shows and things like that. I looked at a guy off YouTube. Um, it was this um, True TV Network. I don't know if anybody knows what that is or whatever like that. I think I heard of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they had like a bunch of different reality shows up there. But um, they had this genre called Lizard Lick Towing or something like that. Wait, what? <laughs> I think so. I forgot what it's called. I don't know. I think it's like Lizard Towing or something like that. I think it's from guys from like North Carolina, South Carolina. Oh, Towing. So it's probably like a towing joint? Yeah. So yeah, it's okay, like towing yeah. or whatever yeah. like that. So, you know, it's like a countryish type of soundtrack that's like the theme yeah. song. A real cheesy kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? But this cheesy type record, I mean, the man showed his royalty. And he was, it was him and maybe four of the people that was on the record that made, that created the track. So it split like in five different sections. He showed one of his portions, just that song made within one quarter. It generated like him like twenty something thousand dollars mm. every quarter, every quarter, and that's just a fifth of what it made. And you're talking about something that rolls over the syndication. So this joint plays like, in every episode, it probably plays like five or six times. You get money for every single time it plays. Mm. And it's probably, it's 30-minute episodes. So it had it plays like, it, it runs with like four to six episodes a day, and then he five only days has a week. To, uh, and then he only has to do that initial work. The, the initial work he did yeah. to put it, he, he, that's what he has to do. He doesn't have to do yeah. no more work. He doesn't have to uh, perform the song, promote it, nope. post it. Nope. Nothing Mm-mm. is done. No, so up front... You know, you can negotiate depending on who he went through, whether he went directly through a music supervisor or he went through a subsidiary company that was hired for that particular show or whatever like that. Can determine how much you're getting on the front end or you're not getting anything. Uh, and then, you know, you get your back end, your writer share. And, um, yeah, you can eat off that if it rolls into syndication. That's cool to me, bro. Just, like, um, being anonymous and doing shit. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's why I really fuck with Bitcoin. You know how the creator of Bitcoin is anonymous? You, you heard of that? I heard a little bit about it. Yeah. Go ahead, shed some light on that. I don't know too much, but uh, his name is, he goes by Satoshi Nakamoto. That's just what people know him as, but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody actually knows who he is. He created Bitcoin, changed the world, and fucking did it anonymously. Mm-hmm. There's a few music artists that have been anonymous, you know what I'm saying, that don't show their face. Um, mm-hmm. It's been stuff like that. Like, I think it's cool. to, to it's, like, it's like the ultimate level of removing your ego or yourself from your art just dropping it anonymous and then it, and if it turns out to be some crazy shit that changes the world it's like bro that's a hell of a secret to walk around with like you know what i mean it is man sometimes but um he's i'm just telling people but uh did any music come out of these workshops that you guys did like any work actually come out um yeah so i mean we we sitting on a couple of different records right now uh we just trying to figure out what we really want to do with it so um haven't placed anything with him because again, like we just started this maybe like on the back end of the summertime of 2022. So, um, still early. Yeah, so it's still early, man. And now, man, we roll into the thing, man, where we really starting to introduce a lot of people that's at younger ages to the studio vibes and the music business. That's our main focus now. So, um, we started off by taking Huntington Middle School and Heritage High School students from there, their music programs and just their population. We had them come to the recording studio 
did a whole presentation for them, created beats, created music, had music artists come through. I uh, had Skull Money pull up. I had Bruce on the beat, who works with OTF, pull up. Um, I had a couple people pull up. Even like my very first workshop, I had uh, VA Black pull up, you know, DJ for Maybach Music, my flag low ski DJ. Um, a couple other people pull up. I had Young Raj pull up. I see you did an um, interview with Raj. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, we just, we, we just trying to, you know, give it to the people. And that's my main focus now, man. It's really tapping into the school systems because I'm not, not to get it too deep with like grant money and bags and things like that, but just more or less, man, it's about each one teach one. And it's like, if I can build up people that's younger than me and I can show them the path, then I feel like I'm doing more of my job. That's more of my purpose. So it's really more purpose driven, but, um, yeah, man, it's a lot of things, man. We got coming, man. So a lot of partnerships that we looking to have with some uni upcoming universities and and things of that nature. So, man, I'm dropping and running into school soon later in the fall. Like um, a, like actual school? Yeah, like actual school. So we do like online classes and in person okay. classes and things like that. So people who want to learn how to engineer, produce things of that nature, uh, we we gonna run it all. So. Is is it being funded by the city? Like the right now, self funded. Yeah. Self funded. Everything self funded. Yeah. But you know, we just turned it over to. Well, I ain't gonna speak on that too much. Nonetheless, though, we are getting into the whole funding and things of that nature. So we in that process right now. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, it's still early, but yeah, within the next year or two, yeah, it's it's gonna be on a whole nother level. It's already on a whole nother level from last year to now. So, um, yeah, we on pace for expansion. So it's like yeah, but we like we know all this. Uh... Like we in like all the shit that we talk about the scene mm -hmm. now at this current time how we came up in it it's like yeah who who's better who's better to do that to go back and like uh fix it for the next generation no you man, can go absolutely. back and instill different things and then when the, they might grow and be like oh yeah no nah, we had support in the city the whole time we fuck yeah, with man. VA mm -hmm. you know what I mean like cause look man like I used to get mad at people like Pharrell Timberland and all these other big people so I'm like dog I feel like they ain't really going back and giving a hand to the city in the area. But, like, my mentality had to start changing. I'm just like, that's not really their responsibility. I would love for them to do that, but that's not, per se, their calling or responsibility. So I got, you know, I shifted my mindset and just said, man, well, look, why can't I become the hand? And then from that point on, I was like, all right, as I build up my accolades and things like that, eventually I'm going to move back to VA and I'm going to get it popping. And I'm going to get it rolling to the point where it's like, you only going to really start to feel comfortable rolling through us. I'm not saying this is the only path, but we want to create an outlet, you know? It's just like as, as an electrician. It's like when you plug something in into the wall, it's going to go through them circuits and things, and it's going to travel through all them millions and gazillions of wires <laughs> yeah. and things like that, and it's going to end up, and it can end up any everywhere. That's the vibe. So we're just trying to become the plug for Virginia, and not even just for Virginia, but just everywhere, because it's bigger than just Virginia. Um, you know, man, when... I was getting to the bigger cities like LA and things like that. Like, you know, I mean people who's 10 years old, they making 100% records. Wait, Close. what do you mean 100% records? What I mean by 100% records, like they doing songwriting, they making the beat. Mm, okay, okay. They putting it out themselves all 100%. So I'm not sharing my publisher. I'm not sharing no backing with nobody because I made it all myself. Yeah, you be seeing. I see videos of like little, little kids on, um, it's just one, one kid in particular, I forgot his name, but he just makes like beats live. It'd be like a TikTok, like a minute or two, but he just put, you can see him do each instrument and then like put mm -hmm. it together. He goes crazy. I mean, yeah, I think he's like seven or eight or something. Like yeah, bro. but that's like, like that goes. That's that's also in every industry too. Every generation gets better. Usually, you can decline yeah. too if you don't 
if you don't take care of it and put an effort into uh, helping the next generation, mm-hmm. it typically gets better and better. Everything. Yeah. Most Even you look at like, you look at skateboarding. Skateboarders coming up now are way better as kids than previous generations where it took them longer yeah. to get to those levels. Now they coming up watching people. It's like almost like being able to you do somebody does something and and you can you see it. And it's like some, it does something in your mind, and it makes it more possible for you to do it. Like nah, I agree. I mean, I, I kind of equate that to like how the NBA is now compared to what I was at the very beginning, or you know, earlier years. You know what I'm saying? Like it's trend. The game has transformed. The, the athleticism is transformed on a whole nother level. Like it's people doing some wild things. That's great players, and they ain't got rings. And it's just like like the oh, average NBA player is better than the average NBA player back I won't in the day. Go far as to saying that. Really? I won't go far to saying the that because I do. Not the best, you know? But yeah, yeah, the average. Like, you know how you may have like a star player like on every team and things like that? No, nah, if they was in the league back in the day, they can be competing. They probably could have been getting some chips for sure. But now it's just like it's a lot of competition. The competition has gotten thicker, it's gotten bigger. And yeah, bro, like it's more shocks. Uh, okay, so I know we bounced around a little bit. So you went to LA. Um, you said you were in band. How kind of we me back up a little bit? How did it kind of start for you? If you want to tell us a little bit about just childhood yeah, life cool. coming so, up. Um, yeah, how do you even got into music? Nah, so shout out to Huntington Middle School. Um, I went there, man, and uh, I had my first band director, um, Mr. White. He put me on. It's crazy. Last name White too. So it's crazy. Oh, man, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It. It's crazy. So you know, he kind of just influenced me. He kind of gave me the vibe. Started off by playing trumpet. And um, the even reason why I even shout out Huntington because I actually work at Huntington right now. That's one of my my passion jobs you, right now. Is that one of the things you're doing with the music in the schools or something else? It's something completely different. I'm it's like a passion based type job project. Like remember what I was telling you like I, this is the, my first time having a job. Like last year is the first time I had a job since 2010. Yeah. Other than that, it's been straight. Music, music, that's great. It, but uh, when I got back in the area, it was an opportunity to teach back at my old middle school, and I was like, "Well, you know, man, why not touch the people that you know I sat in the same seats as?" And so for that, I'm teaching math. So I like Are numbers. You, I like money. Which math? Uh, seventh grade math. So talking about like tips, Ugh. tax, commission, things of that nature, graphing, you know, equations. Pretty much the math that you. you, well, you learn about, we learn about taxes in school. I don't remember that. Yeah, see, see, is this new or did we learn about taxes? Oh man, it was in the curriculum. We probably just ain't never pay attention. No, that's so wait. So you can actually being someone that's working in schools, you can see the curriculum changing. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. I can definitely see the curriculum changing, but even past that, it's just like from inside out. Like, um, I see the politics and the way how schools are being ran. That's like bugging. Um, I see how the politics and things is, so it's just interesting being in the midst of that and working around that and being able to create that connection with the kids because that's the thing, man. You don't see a lot of teachers that's really connected with, I feel like, our kids, man, especially, you know, I'm I'm dealing with downtown Newport News kids, so, you know, people label them as the worst kids and things like that. Oh, I'll never teach at Huntington because them kids is off the chain and this and that. they just off the chain because you don't really understand them. You can't even connect with them. So I feel like why not have somebody like me, a, a black male role model there, and somebody who sat in the same seat, done a lot of different things, know the lingo of how they talk and things like that. Not trying to be there and go there and be their friend, but I can be able to go there and, and relate to them on many levels because a lot of the things they may be experiencing or have experienced, I'm probably already experienced too. So it's therapeutic, man. It's like a therapeutic type job, man. So that's pretty much my vibe. I think the initial question that you was asking though was like, how did I jump into the also, also is that band director still working there? No, oh no, 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 he retired <laughs> yeah. and everything. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, man, like, um, 
Yeah, I jumped into the band while uh, all playing the trumpet, man. And from that point, I started learning how to play more brass instruments. Got a scholarship to Nova State University. Okay, uh, I went okay. to Heritage High School. I was starting to play there uh, when I was in middle school, working in the marching bands. Then eventually, from that point, got my scholarship at Nova State University. Uh, was working there in the um, Spartan Legion band, marching band, symphonic band, jazz band. I just loved all music. So it wasn't even really like just popular music, but. It's just music on all levels. I mean, I was, I was probably one of them people that like, all right, if I'm doing outside of music curriculum work, I'm the one to type to listen to jazz music or Beethoven or things of that nature. So, and then I might turn around, I might listen to Young Dolph, then I might listen to some, you know, whoever, whoever from that point, yeah, and go from there. So, so you finished Norfolk State. Finished Norfolk State in 2014 December. Then I moved back to this side of the water, uh, top of 2015. Yeah, top of 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Is it 15? Yeah, top of 2015. So I linked up with Rick Rogers. I heard okay. he was the best guy in the city. So oh, yeah. I was like, we, man. We just did a fire ass episode. So you check that out. He, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. went into his whole new, like, the new life. Vibe his new, he's yeah, a, he's yeah, 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 man. Yeah. I love it, man. It's very inspirational, bro. I love it, man. Shout out to Rick Rogers, man. My guy. So, um, yeah, man, uh, I had a guys, uh, Clint Eastwood, my man, uh, Thomas Dudley. He run, uh, matter of fact, he run, um, he run the only black owned, um, driving school right up the street off of work or whatever like that. But yeah, shout out to him too, man. They introduced me to Rick Rogers or uh, whatever like that. Um, working at a studio off of King Street, stuff like that. I got a little gig over there and then, uh, I met him and I had mixed a record for him called Rich by 30. And that was like the start of our relationship, Rick man. Song. Just, yeah, yeah, just that song and mixed in the master film. And then uh, yeah, bro, it just became love. And then when he moved into his spot where Cartel and everybody else is at. Um Oh, he's over there now? Nah, he was over there. Because the only studio I've ever been to him, I think it was in Norfolk or like up the stairs. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So before that joint, he's at the, he was at the spot that I met with me and Cartel at. Okay, okay. Right now. So um yeah, he had like two rooms over there, whatever like that. So I was helping him put together his room as far as like the acoustic sound, things like that, overall landscape. And then I came across a room of a guy, my man Gus Singleton, shout out to him. Um, and I seen he was working in the studio. I said, dog, man, what's up, bro? Did some business with him, man, where he had another studio downtown Hampton uh, while I was still in college. And he was like, yeah, man, yeah, I'm in this room and everything now, man, got things set up. I'm looking at him, man, I'm like, oh, man, you got the best room in here. I said, oh, man, I like this setup. I like how you got everything laid out. I said, man, look, man, you know, I just graduated, man. Look, I need to go ahead and get me a little job in engineering right now. Like, what's up? I put in the application that Thursday, probably by that Monday. I was in that studio every single day. And I just pretty much ran a day-to-day operation to the point where he couldn't even really get in there, paying his bills and everything like that. And then I'm still able to get in there and make my money and do everything I need to do. Great relationship that worked out well. He had some issues that eventually... Um, didn't pan out for him, so he needed to, you know, liquidate the business and just move back to where his kids and things like that out of state. But, um, you know, eventually, man, you know, it came to the point where I was like, man, I need this room. I need this room. I need this equipment. If you move with every single thing because you own everything, man, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be in back doors. You know what I'm saying? So I told him, I said, man, look, well, how much you want to sell it for? Just bossed up and said, man, look, how much you want to sell it for? We came up with some numbers, printed everything up, what I was going to take, what he was going to still take. And, uh, yeah, within two years, I just made payment plans and I paid them off. That's You bought the equipment and maybe the clientele, too? Nah, not even the clientele, because the clientele was there. The clientele drove up because I was there. Mm. 
And just because Rick was down the hall and I was down on this end, I was already building a certain type of clientele from <coughs> whether I was in whether I was in school or at the time before, I was having like a mobile studio set up that I was going between my mama house or in studio dorms or people houses and things like that. So from building up clientele from all that, man, and just a year or two I was working up underneath him and just pretty much running his studio for him. You know, I had a really good little list of clientele and it was just all based off of word of mouth. Really no never hard promotions, not no nothing too crazy, not too many flyers. I'm probably only had maybe like one or two flyers of them with my recording studio, so. I was talking to um, Fresh about this. You know, Fresh, he's actually in that same building, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So he was telling me, like, just how, like how many people he was recording sometimes on, like, a monthly basis, and I, it was kind of shocking to me. Mm -hmm. Like, he was telling me he was recording, like, over 100 people sometimes in a month. And I'm like, this really that many people, like, trying to record out here? Nah, it's that many people. Like, it's that many people and more. It's that many. It's, it's he was telling me there was people coming from, I want to say, Texas. Uh, I might have been Florida, but it was like somewhere it was like a hurricane or something. The power went out, and then he was getting hella business from down there. They're, they're literally driving up here to go to his studio. I can believe it. I done had some people come from out of state a couple times too. I had some people. Uh, I had one of my mans, man Will Casanova. He came all the way from LA to work with me. Uh, people got him down from Richmond, DC. People from Philly. Had some people from New York driving down. Of course, people from Carolina, South Carolina. Yeah, it's people from everywhere that's gonna come. Like, when they find out that you're good and that you really got something that they feel like that they can't get at home, people gonna travel for it. And when I start seeing that and I start feeling that, even at that young, I already knew that. Yeah, I know I'm gonna definitely have to bring that joint back here because it's like, man, at the end of the day, if you're real serious about working with somebody, you're gonna pull up where they at. Yeah. You are, at the end of the day. So, any thoughts on just like. Uh, any thoughts on just like just running a business, um, especially a business like in music? I feel like it's kind of more niche. Um, just pushing yourself. Um, really take yourself as a business, man. Um, you know, get your get your CPA, get your certified uh, personal accountant, um, get your LLCs, get your S corp, get your trust funds, get whatever, however you really want to run your business or format wise. Get your paper trail right as far as like get your different accounts, get your business accounts, separate that from your personal assets, you know, uh, and really run it up. You know, get you all your different tax advantages and things like that, all your different write-offs, and uh, you know, start it early. And then if you don't know too much about that, you don't know people would have started that. Just get out in the field and get some mud on yourself. Just, just learn, learn it, learn it through making mistakes. It's like why not? I feel like that's the best teacher anyway. And sometimes, like, even like you said, you was working under both for a couple of years. Sometimes you gotta take that intern position or different things to get your like your foot in the door. Like, absolutely, just learn like learn like learn the game. Absolutely, YouTube, and you can like, only learn so much on YouTube tutorials. You got to get into the real world. Like, and see now, yeah, man, and I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> you gotta learn a lot me. on YouTube though. Yeah. No, nah, for sure, for sure, and that was definitely me, man. Because I mean, I just used to stay on YouTube and just like constantly be obsessed with this learning stuff like it ain't even had to be music related but it could just be as simple as cooking something cooking a particular dish or how to clean a particular object or something or how to do something on a car or whatever it's like that it's just like oh yeah i've been saying like since fascinated you, with it so. yeah since youtube tutorials came out like uh, i feel like car mechanics uh probably lost some business oh yeah most you can really if learn not it made yeah. car mechanics too it made new car oh yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying mechanics too you know what i'm saying that's probably how it made up in other different ways they keep making cars more and more like advanced so you gotta love how you gotta take it to them. Oh yeah, most definitely. Especially if you're starting to jump up to like the luxury vibes and things like that. Yeah, you gonna, uh, yeah, you gonna, you gonna, you gonna find you somebody who know what they really don't. You can't find you no YouTuber. 
Uh, so okay, so you got a studio. You have, you have two studios now or one? No, so I got one. Okay. Uh, I got one studio. Um, working on. I got a couple of different things in the pipeline. I ain't gonna speak too much on it, but you know when it pop off, it pop off. But uh, other than that, man, yeah, I just got my main one studio. But I work out of many different studios all over. So um, yeah, we just tapped in. We just figuring it out, you know. I fuck with it, man. So you got the studios, man. You're doing the passion project because hey, my bad. I ain't even mean to cut you off. You know how you asked me, um, with some advice to people who like doing the niche for like the yeah. music niche and things like that. You know, you spoke on something. You was like interning, so I think interning is definitely a great way. And um, I think some people get lost in that. Let me speak on that for a slight second. So like, I That's used right. to go down to like Atlanta, like Patchwork Studios and all these other big legendary studios, Stankoni and all this and that. And I meet a, a plethora of different up and coming engineers, producers that's interning at these spaces. Um, and you know, it's dope, but some people had the mentality of like, I'm gonna go from this internship for six months and then I'm gonna go over to this next internship. Then I'm gonna bleed over to this next internship, mm. and I'm gonna just build my network and things like that. And I ain't mad at that for anybody who made that work for themselves, um, because I'm not coming from a traditional background as an engineer. Most people tend to go get internships at the college, or you know, somehow, some way through knowing people in their networks, and then they build themselves up through that manner and way. For me, I was more of a YouTuber, and I went more of the unconventional route. So, for people who do go more of that conventional route, I'm looking at it where it's like. I'm going to overdo everything when I have an internship. I feel like if you're going to take an internship, take it over, overly take it seriously. Because I don't want to get it to the point where it's like, I want you to, what can I do for you? What can I make your, how can I make your day or your job easier? How can I put bags in your pocket? Because eventually the amount of more bags I put in your pocket, it's going to re replenish to have bags in my pocket. And then within six months, my goal is I need this internship to turn into a job. Some people' mindsets is different when they're doing internships. Mm. They oh, just want to so go there just to learn mm, and okay. just be that. It's like, nah, bro, take the opportunity and go to the max with it. Like, create an opportunity out of it. Create something even new, something that you probably even, you and the person you got the internship with, a company you got the internship with, didn't even think of fathomers when you was before you was there. Be yeah. that much of an impact. You know what I'm saying? I think some people, man, we we in such a culture right now, bro, where a lot of people are waiting for people to hand things to them. You got to create that shit. Nah, man. You got to take it, run with it, man, and create something with it, man. Because it's like, bro, ain't no handouts out here in the real world. Ain't too many handouts for real. Things like you said, bro, you got to, you actually have to bring value to stuff. Absolutely. You got to figure out what you do, like what you want to do first, and then really just get good at that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's like you said, like it's really all the mindset, like the mentality you have with it. Are you really going to obsess over this? Are you really going to put the work in? Because you know, it's somebody, it's somebody out here that's fucking doing this shit for three days straight. Mm -hmm. Not going to sleep or not, you know what I'm saying? Like put going way harder. Like absolutely, not even. Just it's that, not even man. just about. It's not Somebody about the talent. Somebody wants your spot. Anymore. Somebody yeah. wants your spot. Somebody I always remember that interview. Somebody's yeah. jealous about the seat that you're sitting in right now. Yeah. They want to sit in your seat. I always remember the video uh, with Drake. He was like in an interview or some shit. He was like, "No, nah, I'm not competing with these guys. I'm competing with the with the kid that's sitting at home that that's uh, that none of us know, but one that's going to be bigger than me and all these guys." You know what I'm saying? Like so Yeah. This shit this shit go you know yeah, this shit go yeah. deep. Like that's funny that you even said Drake in that manner, man, because I don't think people really recognize the business vibes of that man right there. Like No, he's no, he definitely that one of the ghosts. Man is yeah. on a whole another level, man. I, I like how he's working with a lot of the artists that's on the come up and things of that nature. But uh 
the business moves he making on that end too, man. That's, I think it's love too. He My boy been hating on the steak too. You know? He said he said he been trying to get people over the steak to uh, lose money because he's always winning. Like random, he'll just do a random bet and win like a million or some shit. Like he's always winning. And my boy was like, nah, bro, we ain't going to stick. I'm like, I don't know. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's doing crazy business moves. Um, oh, you heard about the casino in Portsmouth that's about to open? It might I even open. I hear about that joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a, uh, it's funny that you even say that because I was about to run sound for them. But yeah, that's all in the conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. That's no, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, it. I, I love it, bro. I love, I love yeah. the fact that that's coming to the city, man. I'm not a gambler per se. Um... Yeah, I'm not a gambler per se, but what I would say, man, it's like uh, I think it's dope vibes, man. It does tell you that that's a lot of more money that's about to be going in and out of the uh, probably five area. I hope not a lot, uh, but probably more homelessness. Yeah, I hope it knocks off a lot. It's probably right going to turn a lot of people into real gambling addicts out here. That's why, because I've been to the casino a bunch of times, like probably like seven, eight times, but I might go like you know once a year or some shit. But I was always, I was always kind of happy that it w- didn't exist in our city, <coughs> like that I had to drive far to go to it. Nah, most definitely, man. But, but I mean, that's all self control. Oh yeah, no, most definitely. It's all about definitely self control, man. I know, I know a couple of people who are gambling addicts, man. I'm talking about they can blow a bag, they can go through a bag. I'm talking about people who, I'm talking about some. <laughs> I ain't gonna speak too much <laughs> on it. I had, I had to hold my, I had to hold what I got. But like we talking about, man, I know people who probably didn't hit it for like forty thousand. They didn't hit it like on a normal little like that. Some for some people, of course, people like Drake. They're like, man, forty thousand ain't nothing. But for somebody that's local and they got regular, regular nine to five job, that's all right. That's, that's some yeah. people's salaries. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yo, that's yeah. all right. But turn around, do that forty next week. That forty gone. Spent yeah, the like 40 trying to uh, get more, and then end up you can get more in debt past the 40. And it's just like, yeah, it can get very addictive, man. I mean, yeah. No, nah, that's the worst one. When you lose it the second time. Yeah, man. So that's When you I'm lose your money, it feels shitty. Oh, yeah, but then absolutely. when you win it back and lose it again, it's so much worse. <laughs> like, fuck, bro. I should have just went home. Um, but hell yeah, look. I love it, bro. Um, we about an hour in. Is there uh, anything else you want to touch on? Man, um... You know, man, if you just want to tap in with me, man, whatever, man. Uh, first of all, man, before I even get there, man, now I got to thank you, man, and everybody, man, from the production set, man, just for allowing me just to even come here, man, just, you know. I really start appreciate things you. off top of the top sliding, of the year, man. man. So, um, you know, I appreciate the love and the vibes, man. Other than that, man, you know, just tap in with me, man. You can holler at me, do Mix by G White on every single thing, all platforms. Uh, music Tech, M-U-S-I-Q, Tech. Um, on Instagram, TikTok, everywhere, and um, yeah, man, just tap in, man. MusicTech.com. Yeah, we doing a little bit of everything, man. Tap in if you want to know about the future. Hell yeah, bro. Now we appreciate you for sliding. You want, you know, what I'm saying you want the people out here doing cool shit. You want just know you inspiring the city. You know what I'm saying? Um, all bros links will be in the description. Um, like I always say, fuck with the artists from the Sound Five Seven, and um, yeah, we gonna we gonna see y'all soon. We actually have one more episode dropping this week too, so stay uh, stay tuned for that. Peace.